Welcome back, guys. It is the Brothers Geek Out podcast. It's Kibler here. Today, I'm joined with an awesome guest, Amy Peachy Keens Art. Where, where did you get that name from? That actually came from, unsurprisingly, from a film that I love. Okay. <laughs> um, film Calling by Our Name has many, anyone who's watched it, who's into it, has many Peach references. And that's actually where it came from, because the reason I started drawing was I was doing a, I was filling up a kind of scrapbook because I was going to do a trip to where the film was filmed okay um, and that was planned nice pre-pandemic and I was doodling literally just doodling in a book that I was going to put my photos in and then when it became more of a thing and I started drawing more and more and more and I started wanting to put it online I needed to come up with a name and that was in my head and also peachy keen is obviously a a phrase anyway that people use so it's like we're just going to go with that like awesome that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so (laughs) thank you so much for making the time and coming onto the podcast uh I do a segment where I I talk to different artists it doesn't matter what sort of background they're coming from and just kind of developing their skills and I saw your artwork last year during lockdown I think the image that I saw was of Madonna okay yeah when I started following you that's very early yeah and uh kind of caught my eye and then we've been kind of following each other's journey ever since and uh I'm seeing your artwork kind of explode I'm, I'm loving how much it's changed over the past year what originally got you back into have you been doing art for a while or is it just something that kind of crept up on you it kind of crept up on me to be honest historically I'm more for writing so mm-hmm. I've written books in the past and that was my like I'm inherently creative I suppose always wanting to do something yeah and then I started, like I said, doodling for this trip that never happened for this book. And then I just thought, oh, I'm going to have a go at drawing some faces just for fun. I hadn't drawn anything since school, really. Um, and I started, I was like, oh, I actually really enjoy this. And then I was doing it. And it actually, and I was suffering with a bit of anxiety just on the cusp of before pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And I was finding it was really helpful for mm-hmm. relaxing me and just making me zone out because I can't right. think about everything else while I'm looking at a reference picture and I'm drawing I'm not looking on social media. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just doing that. Um, and I started drawing every day and it just became a thing that I started to do. And then when lockdown happened, obviously I had endless time to do even more of it in between homeschooling and all the other things I was doing, but I had more time than normal to do mm-hmm. it and a social life to speak of. So <laughs> I bought some better pencils and I started drawing every day. And then I just got a real taste for it and I started to really enjoy it. And I could see myself getting better. So yeah. I was like, I need to keep going. Um, and that's kind of when I started like the TikTok thing was my way of putting it out there but not I didn't know anyone none of my friends were on TikTok at that point nobody I knew closely in real life was there so it felt like a bit of a safe corner of the internet to hide in plain sight I guess like I could share it and I could get feedback but I wasn't having to share it with everyone I knew that's and right. I found that quite enjoyable um, yeah I didn't really want to talk to people I knew in real life at that point I just wanted to kind of put it out there um so that was a really nice space to do that because I didn't know anyone that nobody would find me there essentially at the start. And I obviously, I didn't have my face on there to begin with for a very long time. There was no reference to me personally yeah. for a long time. It was just drawing. Um, and then obviously that started to kind of gather pace and I realized I needed to kind of keep producing to keep that up, but I was enjoying it. And I started experimenting with color instead of obviously the Madonna picture you saw was black and white. That's right. And then once I started drawing in color, I kind of felt like I found my stride a little bit and it felt like that was something it really worked for me and I really liked the results of that so 
and again the pop culture thing it, it formed itself because I was like what do I like drawing and it was like mm-hmm. I've always been obsessed with films and pop culture stuff and you know Funko Pops all that kind of thing like pop culture is my whole thing so I was like it makes sense for me to draw other faces that other people are passionate about and characters that people are passionate about because I got a lot of enjoyment from that um, and it just kind of started from there really so it kind of took off on its own. That's awesome that's so cool I love the fact that you started on something where you didn't want anybody to see it and you started a whole new platform and people saw your work and they really enjoyed it and you know yeah I think it's, it's a process yeah yeah it must have been it must have been I've been like I've been in marketing for coming up to like That's 10 years now so it's <laughs> so like uh representing like somebody else I'm used to it was yeah. when it was coming down to me I found it like very weird and will I would will people like it or do I just I feel like knowing knowing what the sweet spot is for yourself is very different than for a client so that's right I work in, I work in PR and content so I I, I know these things and I apply these things every time I'm at work. Yeah. But when it comes to myself, I cannot do that because obviously we're all our harshest critics to ourselves right. anyway. But That's I right. think especially, I think it's, it's a creative person's thing, isn't it? To be self-deprecating and to question yourself and to wonder if it's going to be of interest to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's why TikTok was so appealing because I didn't, I didn't want commentary from people. I already knew just going, Oh, we love it so much. Like it's so great because and I didn't do it for praise at all. I don't mean it that way, but as in, but I didn't. I knew I would get that from people who love me because they're being nice and supportive, and they knew That's I was right. enjoying it. That's right. So they'd be like, "Oh, we love it so much. That's so great." And I was like, "I don't actually want that." Mm-hmm. Um, and, I thought, and also, the internet, while wonderful, can be awful. And I thought, well, people will tell me if it's a load of rubbish. They'll right. tell me. No, but no, of course, want, of course. I didn't want to sift through all the kind of family and friends potentially faux love first. I was like, "Well, just put it out there, and someone will just let me know if it's worth me." Continue, yeah. Continuing it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was That's doing right. it for fun. It, it wasn't for other people. I, I didn't really want anything from anyone. I just wanted to kind of house it somewhere. Um, but obviously, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's nice when people are positive about it. Obviously, that's a nice feeling. But I had absolutely had no intention of it becoming... I never intended to sell prints. I wasn't going to do any of that. It was just for me. I just mm-hmm. wanted to share it. Like I was just having a nice time. It wasn't really ever intended to be any more than that. Um, and it still isn't really in the sense that I do, obviously I do sell some, but I don't think about it like a business because then I won't enjoy it anymore and I'll feel better. Oh, so I right. very much keep it in a box. Like when I'm ready to sell prints of that one, I might do, but otherwise, eh, if I haven't sold any for a while, don't care. Isn't it yeah. lovely? It's an honor when people want to spend money on it. But at the same time, if I get too wrapped up in that, I'll lose the reason I did it in the first exactly, place. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and that's happened to me plenty of times. I've been on and off art for a while and I came back to it after like a 15 year gap. Right. And just as starting to see people enjoy their journeys and not thinking about, oh, how do I make this a business? And 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 the stress of that, yeah. you lose you lose you lose it. And I've I've lost yeah. it a few times where it's like, you know what, I'm not even doing this for the right reasons anymore. Yeah. It's and, a bit of a roller coaster, I think, that whole thing. I I certainly I a few people asked me fairly early on, like the summer last year, oh, can I buy them? 
And I was like, oh, maybe I'll try. And then I started looking and it became too complicated and really stressful. I couldn't find a printer. I bought a printer, but it was rubbish. I couldn't work out how to do them right. And I was like, it's too much hassle. And actually, again, it's feeling too much like a job. That's right. I don't want that. So I parked it again. And people were like, the same people, bless them, who wanted certain (laughs) pictures were like, oh, we're still waiting. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. And it took me ages because I was so cautious and so aware of not losing the joy for it because it becomes so important to me personally and Mm. mentally to have that and to do that that I wasn't willing to compromise that for anything because I said I I will draw every day probably you know I I draw every day now and I will keep doing it but I'm not I'm not bothered if I don't ever sell another one and I don't mean that in an ungrateful way to the people who supported me this far but I, it was just it made sense to sell some sometimes when people were asking because of I'd course, be doing it of course anyway. yeah. but I'm very relaxed about I'm, I'm rubbish at like updating the site and putting new things on there because I just do it in my own time like I've got a life of course I've got, kids, I've got yeah. a job yeah I, you know, if it starts to feel like another thing on my to-do list again I will lose the love for it and I don't want that so it's just very casual no <laughs> that's a, in a business sense that's amazing that's amazing I mean having the love for something like that is is so important and and it's why i encourage most of the people i if i if i mentor if i teach or anything like that it's just just don't look at the numbers don't make it a to-do list it's a trap. Uh, the numbers yeah. are a trap on everything of course on, on everything. everything yeah and exactly another example of that because yeah. at first i was like I hovered around a few hundred followers for a while. And then we did that kind of artists, follow artists thing, mm. which was really great and really supportive. And they crept up a bit. And then they've kind of plateaued since then, which is fine. But for a little while, I did get sucked into the, oh, it stopped. Why is no, why are there no new people? And I was like, actually, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of had a bit of a word with myself because it's really easy to get sucked into that. Of course you can. Of course you more. can. I was like, Am I still enjoying it as much? Yes. Do I need anything else? No. <laughs> so it's exactly. It's see. It's seeing the re- realization of it. I suppose it's like uh, yeah. we've. Uh, I mean, we've come to a point now with society and with social media that is. It, it does play a part in a lot of people's lives. It plays a part in my life massively as well. But I've had to learn how to structure it and not let it get involved into yeah. everyday life stuff because those numbers can really do bad and harm to people without realizing that's yeah. really easily i think and i think it we, it's very easy for it to become a measure of success which for some people it is and obviously yeah. certain jobs of course it is but in terms of this in terms of creative pursuit yes it's lovely that people see it and i want people to see it and, and enjoy it but actually i never did it for that in the first place and I, and I work really hard on like backtracking if i feel like i'm getting too obsessed with how many views something's had or if it's got enough likes can I do sometimes and sometimes I'll put something up and think oh I thought that was really good like why why do not why don't more people like it and then I'm like yeah. stop it. it it's irrelevant I enjoy drawing it the rest of it is irrelevant exactly um, and I've got to kind of keep doing that you know not compare myself to other people who've got tens of thousands of followers um it's hard it can be hard to do that I think but I think it's important to try to- no of course you you need to like there's there's a moment where you have to kind of like draw the line and say okay listen like i enjoy actually making content yeah like i make content so i enjoy making content it doesn't bother me what likes and views i'm going to get for it now as long as it's out there if it can reach one person and inspire them or motivate them it's done you you know i'm i've become that guy now where it's it's all about that now and you know it's great 
it, at the beginning was great because TikTok was something that started off and made a lot of people grow quite quickly and, 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 and share passions as well. But it stagnates with any other social media branding. Algorithms change. Money gets involved. Ah, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I mean, the world opened up as well. If you think about the time that I started TikTok was April mm. 2020. So we were a couple of, you know, a week or so into lockdown. That's right. No one had anywhere to go. So obviously starting then it was a good time because you had a kind of captive audience because we were all living on our phones, I guess, because we didn't have anywhere to go and do anything. <laughs> I Obviously everything's kind of, it's stalled a bit since, you know, yeah. since life has happened again. But That's so right. was, I mean, I'm still drawing, but so is my ability to, I can't, the, the kind of evolution of the drawing thing is also like in the beginning I was drawing one thing every day like that Madonna thing I'd done in a couple of hours because it was quick yeah but now I'm spending days and days and days sometimes weeks on one because I'm getting better and I care more about the detail so that's right actually I can't churn out content even if I wanted to I can't because I can only draw as fast as I can draw exactly so it's you know it's a different thing now than it was a year ago I'm not doing the same stuff so so with 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 your so have you always been in so I know you've been into creative but was that the first time you started drawing properly as in I've drawn I've, I did I did art at a level but okay. I have not drawn I've not drawn for fun yeah for myself since I was at school I mean wow. my, both my elder brothers are incredibly talented artists they're yeah. really good but like I said but I was always more for the writing side that was my creative outlet and I did some of that and I think probably after what we've just been talking about got a bit obsessed with how good it was or not good it was and shrunk into myself and kind of turned myself off it for a bit. Um, and then this kind of, obviously, like I said, certainly from an anxiety point of view, I was like, I need something. I, I want to be creative all the time in whatever guise that is. Mm. And drawing just happened to kind of show up at that time. And I thought, actually, I'm just going to have a go at that. But I mean, my husband said last year when I started drawing, he said, We've been together at the time. We've been together 18 years. And he was like, we've been together 18 years. And he's like, I had no idea you could do this. He it's was amazing. Like, he was like, what? He's like, he's like, who picks up a pencil and just starts drawing like that? And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I like drawing. I used to like drawing, but I haven't done it for a long time. And he was like, I had no idea you could do that. So it was a, it was a surprise in the sense that, you know, I didn't know that I was it, this would be ever be a thing and that I'd do it this way or pursue it. No, of course, of course. I... Uh... I my mine's similar. I I've always liked to draw, and and I've uh, was into comic books from day dot from from younger. My uncle got me into it. My uncle was an artist, and that's where I learned. He self taught me how to draw uh, how to draw as well in comic style. And then I stopped at sixteen, and didn't touch paper and pencil for yeah, almost fifteen years. Away, really well, yeah, college life. You know, I got. I think the thing that brought it back for me though was. Uh, uh, I got divorced, I think it was 30, 31. And uh, mum was like, I don't know what you're doing, but just come back home. Yeah. And I came home and I went up into the loft and mum kept all my stuff. And I just saw my artwork from school and everything. And I was like, oh my God, I was actually really good. Like what happened? But in between that 15 years, I was still creative. I did videography, photography. Yeah. I did everything else creative, but drawing. And then I saw that artwork and I was like, oh my God, can I still do this? And I, I pulled everything out and I, I and I drawed the whole night I was there. My mum was like, you've been up all night? And I was like, yeah, I was like trying to draw. Yeah. I think, I think if you, again, it, you're obviously naturally creative. Like I said, it doesn't have to be one thing. If you are creative, I think you have a, 
general desire to create anything in whatever mm. form that is and usually that can you know it does manifest in different ways but once you start and you start to see or if there's like a hint of something working out and you're like, and you can get past the kind of, is it good enough bit? And you kind of look at it properly and you enjoy it. It just starts then. I think it kind of snowballs. It's certainly for Yeah, it all flooded back to me and I was like, oh my God. And I remembered all the techniques and different like inks yeah. to use. And I've, div- I've, I've gone into digital recently as well, uh, which is a quicker process and I, I don't waste so much paper. Oh, but... <laughs> could not do it I was like oh look at me I can draw now I'm just going to pick up my iPad and just have a get <laughs> nope all these people I always reply to the comments when people are underneath digital art giving the artist grief about it being cheating and too easy I'm like you are unbelievably wrong like have you actually tried because it, it, it's a, it is a process and it was learning because with a pencil your direct touch but with a digital screen or a tablet you're you've still got space in between it's and it's that, yeah, that connection, it was like, oh, it's just working a bit slower. I mean, the technology has grown faster and I'm, I, I work with, with a company that we do loads of digital tablets and stuff like that. And I'm lucky enough to get to test all of them and have a go with them and see which one's like like the one to use. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, I've made a good transition to it. So I'm happy, but I still love, like now I'm exploring into use an Indian ink and a paintbrush just to change oh, my style up, which I'm, I'm trying to keep up with Inktober, but it's been very hard uh, well, with, every, with family. With like, the <laughs> writing ones, like, you know, you know, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, I'll do that. I could write a whole book in November, sure. No. No. So it's been... It's nice been, to try stuff. Definitely, it's definitely. So, I mean, the route to all of it, and you said as it is, there's always a creative thing in the background for it, and... I, I know we're both big fans of pop culture and things that have come out. Yes. Uh, what was it that started, like, like kind of triggered your imagination of, if you could remember that memory that you saw something and it was like, oh, my God, this is what amazing. It could be a film, TV show, cartoon, anything. When I, oh, when I was a kid, you mean? Sorry. You yeah. For a second, yeah. yeah. Um, it will be Labyrinth for me, without question. Yeah. Such um, a good and, film. And still... Probably, in fact, I'm probably more obsessed with it now as an adult than I was as a kid. But I've always been into, I've just always been into weird, like dark, <laughs> kind of unusual stuff. Like, I love the Dark Crystal. I love Labyrinth when I was a kid. Big I fact. had two older brothers, so I probably saw films I shouldn't have seen <laughs> when I was a bit too young. Um, they're nine and eleven years older than me, so when yeah. I was a kid, they were teenagers. So <laughs> you can imagine, actually, yeah. I probably saw stuff, you know, films I shouldn't <laughs> have seen um but labyrinth for me it definitely was one of those those things like a formative kind of oh I love that story I love yeah. the costumes I love the, the the puppetry all of that I'm obsessed with David Bowie I was from that moment onwards still am um I just love that kind of otherworldly ethereal magical thing and that definitely kind of stood out to me but always I mean I've always had that kind of I think there's something inherently in fans of anything mm. that kind of um, possessive, must know everything about it, must own everything about it, must love it the most. Must, you know, I, I very much have that. I've not grown out of it. In fact, if anything, my fan tendencies and my kind of desire to and hunger to be a fan of things and to embrace things fully has only grown as I've got older. Yeah. So I think I've always liked what I've liked and I've always been a fan of things and I've always had you know, rotations of like posters on my walls when I was a kid, like 
I love Labyrinth in the film sense, in a music sense. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson when I was about eight, like had him all over my bed. Like, you know, in a way that like, I was not the only kid, obviously, at that <laughs> age who was obsessed with Michael Jackson. But I think that I was younger than probably some, but like, because I was listening to what my brothers were listening to as well. Again, I, they lived at home, so I could hear their music. Um, so like weirdly, like I like the doors because my eldest brother liked the doors <laughs> and like my other brother was really into Oasis. So I yeah. like pop. So there was all this stuff going on in my house. Like I had their likes, I guess I was like a sponge, I suppose, as a kid. That's right. Enjoying what they were enjoying. Films like Fly the Navigator, mm. Never Ending Story. Love it. Love it. Like love it. all that stuff are just things that, and I watch them still with such love and such comfort. And I know that people keep saying that that's a sign of like, <laughs> It's a sign of like probably anxious people, probably. That's fair enough. But they say that, but things like comfort. But I do. There are film. There are just some films and shows that I return to still as an adult that I loved as a kid, and I think all of those feed that creativity because I think you retain if you really are a fan of something, you retain that sense of wonder for it, and it doesn't go away. Mm. Um, I can still look at Labyrinth now as you know I'm nearly thirty eight, and I'll watch that film, and I still notice things and I still love it and I like I force my kids to watch it because you know I'm like come on it's great um, and they're like yeah it's all right <laughs> you know it's different for them but um it's nice to kind of go back and do all that with them and have them to kind of show stuff to as well I suppose yeah I'm excited to share back to the future with Alara but oh. until she's a bit older but like Labyrinth for me like it's that's a family film which me and my brothers and my little sister we absolutely adore uh yeah. and it's just you don't like what you said about the fandom for it. It's a movie that's resonated really well with us and it's stuck with us yeah. where movies now are easily to be like forgettable. I think that's it. Yeah, exactly that. And I think yeah. there aren't, there are very few films now. There's a lot of money spent on films, but I don't think that translates into lasting impact necessarily. That's right. Don't correlate, I don't think. And that was one of those films Like there aren't many... Uh, well, for some people would say masterpiece is entirely the wrong word. I don't think it is. I think it is a masterpiece in its way, in its in its approach. And I think I read a really amazing article that actually my boss shared with me because he was like, yeah. oh, you love David Bowie, you'll like this. And it was an article about how David Bowie fans can be snobbery, like can show snobbery towards people whose introduction to him was that because they saw yeah. it as a low point in his career. They saw it as him selling out. Um, but actually, and the whole point of the article was actually, no, it cemented him as this kind of ethereal yeah. world person that, you know, when he, there was some quote when he died about he couldn't possibly do anything as kind of boring and human as dying because he was David Bowie. And I was like, well, that's exactly it. And I really felt that. And I, I actually wrote, I wrote a piece about David Bowie for like a fanzine yeah. um, thing. And I talked about that, about that being my introduction to him and how weirdly as a fan, I felt weirdly on the outside because it didn't feel credible enough in his mm -hmm. against fans of his music it felt like there was a bit of a butting heads about well that doesn't count like you can't like labyrinth david berry that that's not in, that's not cool enough um but i was like but i do that's that is my version of david berry uh -huh. like, and i love the other versions and obviously as you get older you embrace those other things and i've listened to his music and all that but at the time i mean I was like, this is a perfectly legitimate introduction. I was like, of course, he is Goblin King to me. Yeah, he is. He is. Every time I've gone to uh, Comic Cons, and I've always seen like there's a there's a handful of cosplayers that do David Bowie as the Goblin King, and they are absolutely amazing. And that was my first introduction to David Bowie as well in 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 the in the late eighties. So I and I adore his music. So. 
it's hard to kind of put us in in a place. They don't have to be exclusive, do they? It's like exactly. No, exactly. And I, and I've I've enjoyed it for what he's done and what he's brought to the creative industry as well as a creative. Uh, yeah. I think he's absolutely awesome. So yeah, uh, bloody. Hell. I mean, I absolutely love that movie, and it's something we still watch now. I listen oh, yeah. to the soundtrack. It's on my phone. Yeah, I've got it on vinyl. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> I have of all the things that I collect or have memorabilia of i labyrinth is probably way up there i've got quite a lot of i've got all like the, awesome. you know like, like limited edition funko pops where he was yeah. glittery in yeah. australia i had to have the glittery one even though i had the normal one already yeah. and i like just stupid stuff like i'm like oh no i need that like i need that That's no it's, i i think it's a great fandom and i think it's a great film uh a lot of the marvel fans will probably be unhappy with me when i say this but movies those movies are easily forgettable and you can watch them 10 times but I've watched Labyrinth over 500 times. I've watched Back to the Future over a thousand times in many different ways and formats. So uh, I just personally think like film is different to what it was before and what's resonated with us. It's those films as well with, and there are obviously films with memorable scores now, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Zimmer's still around, so of course it's still happening. But just, you know... I mean, I'm really excited. I've just booked tickets to go and see June. I'm really excited to go and see that. I can't wait. But in terms of like, I think those soundtracks from the 80s and early 90s instantly, couldn't, you, everyone recognises them instantly. Whereas I think some of that's been lost in kind of, not that the scores don't exist, but the memorability, that high impact association of immediately knowing what franchise a sound was from. That's right. Is very much an 80s, early 90s thing for me. Obviously, 70s for Star Wars fans. Yeah. I missed that a bit. That wasn't my bag, but my brothers were very much early Star mm. Wars fans. Um, but for me, like, you know, like the, like all the John Williams and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of thing that I'm like, oh, I know these films and I know it instantly because they're so ingrained in like my childhood. I feel like my kids don't have that, that, that sense of, like, you know, they don't. I can't put the music with the film so keenly and so strongly as the way that we could probably do because the films, I just think it's different now. It is, um, it is, it is. It's majorly different. I mean, I, I've always had this uh, disagreement with most of my friends because they, 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 I'm too, they, they're like, you're too critiqued on some of these programs that come out. And I'm like, it's just, it just doesn't have that level of fantasy that just sticks with me because now a lot of the stuff which you know it, it will happen has too much real world things and where i'm i want to disappear from the world for two hours yeah. so it's something that will slap on so uh and i know that a lot of the the programs and a lot of the comic books now that have come out they they have started to introduce more real world things where i'm like eh, i used to go to this content because it was my escape it was my drug to get away for a bit but now it's it's merging in and some, some of them are great stories just some of them just don't resonate with me as well as they, they used to. You're right. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the stuff created, like there's some amazing content being created now, but mm-hmm. obviously there is also, it's easier to, easier to make content. So things like there are so many streaming platforms and all of that, and they all have huge budgets. Whereas obviously like in the eighties, a big film took three years. From yeah, the that's right. To, to release and it only had the cinema and it was this big fanfare because that's the only way you could get it. And then you had to wait another two years to get a VHS. <laughs> it was a whole process. That's right. Whereas that's now right. It's like, oh, if you miss it in the cinema, I'll get it next week on Netflix or whatever. And it's always really, it's a really fast turnaround. So I don't think we have time 
to build cult following in the way that we used to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, we, we used to get drip fed and it kept That's right. Running, like the That's next right. bit. That's it's right. Like, oh, there's so much to choose from and it's so instant that we lose the kind of hunger for it. So I think, think it takes a lot for something to be really special now. Yeah, no, of course, definitely. Definitely I, is, I, I definitely is. I see a lot, you know, I go to cinema and I, I love watching movies, but very rarely do I finish a film and go, oh my God, I love that. Mm. like I loved it like and like I said Call My Name was like that for me I thought it was beautiful I, the cinematography is amazing the score is amazing and I was like that yes that someone's put proper love into that not money into that. Just love love yeah and I was like I oh I was like oh I love that and I and I it's one of the few times I've read I've watched the film before I've read a book I normally do it the other way around but I loved the book even more mm-hmm. afterwards even though I did it in reverse that time and I think that kind of thing, it's very rare to feel that captivated now by something, which I know, obviously, I know some people do. Like I said, Marvel's obviously huge. I love those movies. Mm. Like, my son loves those movies. But they don't stick with me. I don't pick out huge swathing moments of those and couldn't remember the way I felt, apart from there's a couple of moments, which obviously are, everyone probably feels the same. Yes, now. of course, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, there aren't... There aren't there aren't loads of loads of films and loads of kind of moments in movies or shows anymore where I'm like, oh my god, that was incredibly beautiful or incredibly well written. And obviously, that all exists. It's far from gone, but I think it's. I just think you have to mine a bit further. To get exactly, it. that's right. And you know, we dibble and dabble into the world cinema as well, and there's a couple of great catches in there as well. But I've I've always kind of. I've always gone backwards and I've always gone back to the old stuff and I'll always compare it to that because like one of the major arguments I have with my friend is uh, <clears throat> Alien. Now, Alien is a great science fiction horror movie and I absolutely adore that movie and I love what Ridley Scott did with that originally. And then what... Uh, oh, it's gone right out of my head now. What James did in number two for Aliens 2. But then, you know, they've continued the franchise and then... I didn't really like what Ridley did with Prometheus and the next one that came out after, because I felt like the reason why I was scared of aliens was I didn't know where the hell they came from. They had this mysterious thing about them. And I love that they could go on different missions and anything could happen. And that was the same concept with the predator as well. Yeah. All I know is I don't know where it's come from, but it's just giving me a great adventure to go on. Yeah, I feel like now they give us too much backstory and too much history, and it's just lost the, well, the mystery they were. They they had such a rare thing with Alien in that you normally when you see the thing, everything becomes less scary. Like I'm a huge horror fan, so mm. for me, I'm like frighten me, but don't show me what I'm afraid of because then it's even worse. That's right, and better, worse, yeah. better. <laughs> um, and Alien was great they did such a good job because you could see it and it still was really scary. Like it was even scarier because you could see it, which is quite rare. Like yeah. the best example I can think of for this, and it's not a film I love, but when Jeepers Creepers came out, yeah. I was like, Oh, it's really scary. And then they showed you the thing. And I was like, well, that's absolutely rubbish. And I'm no longer afraid. That's embarrassing. Um, so I just was like, Oh, and but alien was a re- very rare situation where they showed you it. And the fear factor didn't go down. You were like, oh, mm. actually, that is horrendous. <laughs> that is very <laughs> scary. Um, so they did such a good job. Like you said, really, really Scott did such a good job with that. No, um, it did. We're a big fan of those films in our house. Less so Prometheus. I didn't mind those films, but they don't sit with you. And you don't think, oh, I'm so glad they did that to like complete the story. I, don't, I think that's it. Like I have such strong feelings about remakes, and I'm sure mm. you do. 
remakes and rehashes of things I get a bit tetchy about it because I'm like oh some things just shouldn't be Be touched no and and, and, Home Alone for example they're about (laughs) to bring out some horrendous remake on on Disney Plus and I'm like don't touch it it's so good leave it alone like that's one of my other collect all the things films I don't it's just my Christmas film from my kitchen yeah and whenever I hear about them doing more I was like oh don't it's so perfect leave it where it is everything like, about it was perfect the comedy was perfect the music was perfect we can't replicate it leave no, it alone leave it alone yeah it's a tough one it's a tough one they like a lot of people will get me for this one as well and i'm sorry if i offend anybody or anything but like blade runner when they did the 2029 uh, and i think it's a gorgeous movie and i love the soundtrack it just didn't sit well with me it it's one of those movies that were like I didn't really need to know uh, anymore. They ended. They ended the first one so perfectly. They didn't have to continue this. And I remember my mate saying, "You're oh, you're just being biased about it, and you're not liking it at all, and you're just a hater." And I'm like, "I'm not. I just like." If you're really passionate about it, that. But I think. I mean, and I. I say all of this knowing. Obviously, the entire point of any form of art is that it's subjective. That's it's right. all subjective. And I, I do understand that, but I think, like I said, I think going hand in hand with being a fan of things is that is the intense desire to protect. And actually, <laughs> sometimes gatekeep, and that is wrong. That's right, yeah. Like, like wrap your arms around it and go, no, it's mine, leave it. That's right, like, that's right. Um, that's right. And we're all doing that in our own way, but we all see them in a different way. So obviously some people will welcome it and go, actually, I of really course. did like the addition to the story. And then there'll be people like you and I, by the sounds of it, who are very similar, clearly. And they're like, no. <laughs> no that's right that's right that's right that's right uh are you working on anything currently at the moment that you could speak about or i am working my current well my current drawing is a top secret commission so okay my feet is quite quiet because when i'm doing a commission i obviously can't publicize it because it's going to be a gift for someone that's right no that's fine that's fine we so no no but is there anything in the future that you're thinking of working on uh, I think I'm going to probably after this one, I'm going to do a few kind of Christmas themed ones because I cool. love Christmas and I've not mm-hmm. really tackled Christmas as a okay. as an opportunity for like doing characters. So my daughter really wants me to do a Buddy the Elf drawing. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That. So I'm going <laughs> to do Buddy the Elf. Um, I've done, I did do Kevin from Home Alone last year, but I think again, because my style's changed so much that I'll probably revisit that because mm. I'll do a better job now than I did last year. Um, so definitely wants to do some Christmas stuff. Um, but then, I mean, it'll be inspired by kind of going back to the cinema more, I imagine. Like, I did do a June one already, yeah. but I'll probably end up doing more of those once I've seen the film, because that's what happens. I get, like, a bee in my bonnet about it. And I'll I'm it. waiting. I've got a June one in mind that I haven't. I've sketched mm-hmm. it out, but I haven't put it together as of yet. And my brother, who who lives in Singapore, he, he saw it a couple, I think it was, like, last month. And he absolutely enjoyed it. He was like, it was just so epic and the soundtrack's great. And I was like, I can't wait to see this. And uh, and I had an idea I've seen. Yeah. It does sound epic in that kind of, people are making the right noises, that it's one of those films that don't That's come right. along very often. That's right. That's right. So let's, let's, let's see, because I still do enjoy this thing one. <laughs> yeah, the old school one. Yeah, we had that on VHS when I was a kid. I remember that. Being, no, uh, I still I still enjoy that. I still enjoy that. Awesome. Look, I'm not going to keep you because I know both of okay. us have to go back. Uh, where can people find you? Your TikTok, Facebook, Instagrams. Let them, let yeah. them know. And I'll put the links in the description, guys, because oh, you. you need to go follow because her artwork is absolutely amazing. I've seen her on her journey as well. So I've seen how much she's changed in her artwork as well. So make sure you click follow, but let us know the links and... 
the the names we can we can get you at yeah. peachy keen art and illustration on tiktok and instagram i don't really use facebook that much i probably should but no I've, um, I've... it's all visual for me so i go more with the with those platforms um, and i'm still hiding a little bit from my friends and family i guess like keeping it on, on other that's all right it's understandable i did that recently <laughs> with facebook uh what, what happened so i got hacked it took me almost three weeks to get my account back so i, I was like i've got family pictures and everything i saved all of them and i've started deleting it and i'm like halfway through 12 years of memories oh my god but i i, ca I can't do it and with everything that's happening with social media at the moment now i just like oh scary times and i don't want pictures of my kids up there and my nephew it's like okay i i need to be really dumbed down on what i do that, yeah yeah I and like I wasn't as a teenager though i have to say that <laughs> I'm glad Facebook came later because it would be awful. I'd hate having to troll through all that. That would be really awful. So. It's, a, it's a hard one, definitely. It's a very hard one, definitely. But no, awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for having me. It means the world. And I'm, I'm hoping to get you back on here again. I think because if I, if I, when you, you you're going to watch June, is that on the 22nd? On, on the 22nd. All right, cool. So I'll probably watch it a day or two later. We're going to talk. I think we, it'd be great to get your opinion on it and what you thought about it. That'd be That'd great. Be amazing. That'd be, be awesome. Thank you so much but for having me. No, you're welcome. Thank you so much. And 